0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brain Food Podcast. This week, I want to talk to you about another hot topic item. Okay, there's a growing popularity with CBDs and with the beginning of legalization of cannabis use, I wanted to take a quick look at what the science says about the relationship between using these compounds and brain performance. And before we do get into that, if you can, please be sure to leave me a rating and review and let me know what you're thinking of all of these episodes. I love hearing from you guys. If you can, even just shoot me an email. It's caseythomasrd at gmail.com. I read everything you send me. It really would help me out a whole lot if you could also subscribe. I want you to be the first to know when I have more episodes coming on out. Now, it is documented that cannabis use does lead to memory impairments during intoxication. And by intoxication, I just mean uh, when you're under the influence of cannabis. Now, cannabis has many compounds in it. Some may be harmful, some may not be. And the two most famous components of cannabis are THC and CBD. And THC stands for tetrahydrocannabinol, and CBD stands for cannabidiol. You don't need to know that. I'm just going to keep using THC and CBD in this, this uh, discussion. Now, these two compounds tend to have opposing effects. Different strains of cannabis also have different ratios of thc to cbd some strains are say 20 parts cbd to one part thc others are one-to-one others have almost no cbd whatsoever and because cannabis use was illegal for so long most of the data that we have up until this point comes from government-grown low-strength cannabis okay so this Um, these strains that were used in the literature tended to be anywhere from three to 6% THC with almost zero CBD. Okay. Very close to 0%. We do have some recent reviews, which um, suggest that CBD by itself doesn't really do anything for cognition in healthy individuals, but we do have data showing that it can improve cognitive processes Uh, things like attention, executive function, working memory, episodic memory in pathological conditions. Okay, so not healthy individuals, but pathological conditions such as schizophrenia, Alzheimer's disease, uh, stroke, hepatic encephalopathy, all this kind of stuff. And as you know, in this podcast, we're not here to talk about pathological conditions though. So why am I bothering with this? (laughs) Uh, Because CBD may counteract the memory impairing effects of THC intoxication. And that's interesting. Okay. So um, we, we do have some preliminary data, which shows that chronic users of strains with CBD had better word recognition memory in general. Okay. And we also have data showing that prose recall is higher in those who will acutely smoke high CBD strains versus low CBD strains. Okay, so we have data showing chronic users with CBD have better word recognition memory, and we have data with acute use of CBD strains tend to do better. And this is confirmed with a lot of human and animal research, which just shows that high CBD strains tend to reduce the THC-induced learning and memory impairments. And like I said, a lot of the old literature comes from a time when using cannabis was illegal. And this study, I really like this study because it uses a naturalistic approach. It's much more real and much more likely applicable to people who might be frequent cannabis users, okay? So this study was done by Kiran in 2020, very new study. Kiran is spelled C-U-R-R-A-N. And what they wanted to do was look at strains of cannabis that are actually available on the market, which I think is pretty cool because this is what people can actually buy these days, right? Instead of this, uh, government grown stuff, which is not anything like the stuff that you can buy in market these days. All right. And they wanted to see what the effects of this cannabis use had on the effects of memory. And so they tested a whole bunch of strains. All right they separated the people into two groups. One group was given THC only, and another group was given THC plus CBD. Now, the strains that were used in the THC only group ranged from 24 to 90% THC. There were three different strains in that group. And in the THC plus CBD range, what they had was a THC content that ranged from 1% to 14%. So the highest THC content was lower than the lowest THC in the THC only group. So in the the THC plus CBD group, THC content ranged from 1% to 14% with the CBD content ranging from 9 to 23%. And there were four different strains in this group. Okay, so three strains in the THC, only group in the, the concentrate group, if you will, and four strains in the CBD plus THC group. Another important feature that they did in this is they got habitual users. Okay, so people who are using cannabis at least four times in a month. And they had to have been familiar or used in the, in their past a dose that was at least as high as the highest THC dose in this study. So in this example it was 93% in concentrate or 23% in the flower. And so here's what the protocol was. They completed a baseline assessment before any cannabis use. Okay, so they got baseline data. They wanted to see how their brain functioned, they wanted to see blood levels and all that stuff. Then those, those participants, they went and bought their designated THC or THC plus CBD product locally at a dispensary. Okay, And the study was done in Colorado, which, as we know, is one of the first states to legalize marijuana. And then they were instructed to just use this cannabis however they wanted to per their regular usage patterns in their own homes. All right. Very natural use. They could use as much as they wanted or as little as they wanted. And the only catch was it had to be the exclusive cannabis product that they were using. Okay. They couldn't mix and match cannabis products, whatever cannabis product they were assigned. That's the one that they had to use. And they had to use this for five days. And after five days, that's when the post-test happened. So on the day of the post-test, they told them not to use cannabis. All right. They had to go to the lab. They had to get their blood, get their urine, and they had to do a cognitive task. Then they went home and they used their cannabis product. And then they had a mobile lab that went to them and then did post test assessment on them at their own home. Now, the cognitive task, you might ask, you know, what, what is it? And let me walk you through it. It's a memory recognition task. So participants were read a 20-item word list, all right? And the words were presented for about one second each, and they're separated by a second as well, okay? And they were told they had to remember as many of these twi- 20 items as they could. So might say like dog, pencil, cat, and it'll just go through this entire 20-item word list. After they were presented this 20-item word list, they were then told to play Sudoku for three minutes. And this is a classic interference task. Okay, Sudoku is a, you know, it's a planning, it's a numerical task, it's very different from just simple word recall. And they weren't actually measuring their Sudoku performance. All this was, was to interfere with their ability to remember the words. Because if they're really focusing on on the Sudoku, then they're probably going to forget some of those words. And this is just to make, (laughs) just to make it harder. Okay. That's the main reason. It's just to make this task a little bit harder. And then what they did is they presented uh, these participants 40 words total. Okay. 20 words were old and 20 words were new. And the participants were told they had to press a particular key on the keyboard if it was an old word. And then they had to press a different key if it was a new word. So they had to pay attention to the words and recognize if it was in the old word list or if it was in the new word list. And they were told that they had to press this key as quickly as possible. So they wanted to be fast and they wanted to quickly identify if the word they were given was a word that they'd seen before or a word that they had not seen before. So that's what they did. And now we can talk about what the predictions would be based off of this. So based on previous literature the authors suspected that in the THC group, the performance would decrease the more THC was found in their blood. In the CBD group, they believe that the more CBD there was, the less decreases there would be. Now, these are using very high potent strains that are commercially available. These are very different from the government grown stuff. So the results could be different. And me, myself, I was curious to see if a high CBD strain could a hundred percent protect from the acute performance decreases of cannabis use. All right. That's what I wanted. That's what I was curious about. That's what drew me to this study. And I know personally, many recreational and regular cannabis users. There are a lot of people who use cannabis for, you know, pain or anxiety are probably the two most common ones. Um, and, and so I was Trying to search and see if in the literature there was a strain that could give you those benefits still while not having any kind of performance decreases on the brain. So what actually happened? Based off of the blood, the more THC that was found in the blood, the worse accuracy there was on the recognition task. But the really fascinating part to me was that the THC plus CBD group did no worse than their pre-test performance. They were completely protected from uh, the detrimental effects. And the relationship was very strong. Okay, so the THC plus the metabolites that were in the blood, those predicted performance. So simply put the higher THC content in the blood, the worse off people did. Now, they also assessed several other variables with this same task. Okay, so there was accuracy, right? They also looked at false alarm, hit rate, and reaction time. So false alarm is you pressed it, you you misidentified what the word was. So let's say it was an old word, but you said it was a new word. That's a false alarm. And they saw that fa- false alarms were higher in the THC group and that the plus CBD group was completely protected. Now, hit rate. This is very similar to accuracy. Same exact story. THC had lower hit rate, indicating worse performance, but the plus CBD group was protected. And then the one variable that didn't change across any group was reaction time. Okay, your reaction time was the same before, after, after whether you had THC or the plus CBD group. So just to talk about the study a little bit more, I really liked it because it was a naturalistic study design. They were basically told to consume their cannabis at home with doses that are commercially available on the market. We saw that THC alone caused impairments in word recognition memory. And the, the level of impairment was worse, the higher the blood level of THC was. So the more concentrated THC you had, the more THC you consumed, the worse off you were as far as this cognitive task went. My big takeaway was that the plus CBD group was completely protective from these impairments regardless of the THC dose that they had in their particular strains. To um, put this in in context a little bit, previous cannabis um, meta-analyses, they have shown impairments in episodic memory with THC doses that range from 2 to 12 milligrams. All right, so memory impairments with THC doses of 2 to 12 milligrams in, in old literature. The current study, the average THC use was 58 milligrams. All right, so that's like over four times as much THC than some of our traditional literature here. And there were even some users uh, in the current study who had THC levels as high as 235 milligrams, which is like over 20 times as much. And so the current study was consistent with the previous studies, but the interesting thing that they added was that the CBD could counteract these impairments of the THC. And so my, my... final takeaway i guess to summarize from this is if you are using cannabis for whatever reason whether it's pain anxiety you know whatever make sure you're using a strain with a significant amount of cbd in it it's going to it's going to protect you (laughs) from the memory impairments so the current study used strains ranging from one to fourteen percent thc as well as nine to 23% CBD. And these were all in flower form, okay? So all in flower form. The optimal ratio is unknown. The study didn't really tease apart all of the different strains. It kind of grouped all of these strains together that had the CBD. But I suspect myself personally that the higher the CBD content and the lower the THC content, the better off the brain will be. That's just a guess and that's pure speculation. And I am not sure at all if this comes to or if this results in a detriment to some of the other metrics. So, for example, uh, perhaps 1% THC is insufficient to relieve pain. I don't actually know. <laughs> uh, so someone who knows more about this could, could probably chime in and let me know. Uh, my guess is that there is some balance between the two where you can try to find the minimum effective dose of THC for whatever you're going for. And then go for the maximum CBD content from there. That's probably what I would would recommend. But I'll be curious to see the future research studies that come out with more of these commercially available doses. Um, Legalization has allowed so much more research to finally be done in this space. And there's going to be a ton of research studies I know that are coming out in the next few years. And I'm really excited to see what comes out (laughs) because I love learning new things. All right. I'll shut up. Um, thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. I know you have other things on your plate. Um, let me know what you thought of this week's episode. And if you want to hear a deeper dive into any of these uh, topics, uh, you can shoot me an email. It's rd at gmail.com. You can also leave me a rating and review and, you know, tell me whether or not you liked it or did not. I love constructive criticism. I take all feedback very seriously and uh, it just uh, helps me grow and get better, right? So if you you can, um, maybe share it with a friend. That'd be awesome and really help me try to grow and get this evidence-based nutrition information out there. You know, amidst all of the BS that is (laughs) plaguing the field. I'll get off my soapbox now though. Thank you again for listening. I really, really, really appreciate it. Hope you have a good rest of your week. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.